There's a change happening in the way we live, the way we work, the way we spend our money and make our decisions. We are evolving to be more conscious in our actions in a way that serves the world and makes it a better place. Welcome to The Ethical Evolution. The Ethical Evolution podcast is brought to you by The Ethical Change Agency. I'm Bindi, CEO and founder, and I am honoured to bring you the stories of those who create change through paying it forward and giving back. Ethical business owners and holistic healers who are determined to create collective change in the world. Once we have a change in consciousness and through collective change, we can become one. My next guest was introduced to me by a friend and we've been in similar circles for a while and I'm so glad that connection was made. Laura McDonald is a self-confessed accidental money coach, but when you hear her story and her abilities, there are no accidents here. Her real approach to money as a mum with two kids on one wage is inspiring, thought-provoking and life-changing. I could talk to Laura for hours, so I hope you enjoy our time together chatting about money goals. Welcome, Laura, to The Ethical Evolution. Thank you. Now, I'm so excited to have you here because I've been watching you on socials and we've we've been in the same circles for a little while. And yeah, um, yeah I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Now, do you want to tell us who you are and what you do? Well, I, um, I'm a money coach and... Um, I guess I kind of fell into that a little bit accidentally. Uh, I was coaching people with their money Mm -hmm. and paying off their debt and saving up fast Um, and that was kind of accidentally I was doing that through an online forum. Mm -hmm. Um, So what I did was I kind of put it it on this forum my own uh, money goal and money challenge at the time and I only really put it on there to keep myself accountable mm-hmm. um, so that I couldn't back out of what I said I was going to do. Uh, so I put it up there. I put my goal out there and then just kind of wrote about and blogged about what I was doing to meet the goal and to as I was working on it. And in this forum space, uh, what I fe- which was primarily made up of women, mm. um, I found that a lot of these women were kind of being attracted to what I was doing and jumping on board with their own goals. Um, yeah, so we kind of formed a bit of a uh, like a like a group or just a, just a really really supportive space yep. and encouraging space where we were all invited to jump in if we wanted to. You didn't have to do anything. You could you know if you just wanted to sort of. Uh, have a bit of a read on the sidelines you you know you didn't if you didn't want to be posting too many details about what you were doing and what you're working on you didn't have to like it was all pretty much just uh, sharing and supporting and encouraging each other in this space and I I just kind of um, realized that I was impacting what I had created was impacting these women and their lives and that kind of I didn't mean to do that but that's what happened yeah (laughs) it's awesome and that's that's what I love about it is just just by accident just happened but can you can you tell us about like the goal that you you reached yeah so my goal that I put up there in uh in the forum space I labeled it so I said 140,000 dollars more 140,000 mortgage down to zero in 12 months. Wow. Uh, because that was my remaining mortgage um, and that's what I wanted so badly. Uh, I didn't know how I was going to do that mm. because that that sort of money was nowhere near our household income, mm. um, but that's what I wanted so badly. So I put that up and I guess just that title alone attracted a lot of the people on the forum to just have a little bit of a sticky beak and jump on in and see what I was writing and see what I had to say because they've read this title 
uh, this thread title and thought, what's this about? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that was the goal that I was working on for the 12 months. So that's, yeah. And to give people some context, um, you're, you've got a, uh, you've got kids as well yeah, and you were doing yeah. that on one mortgage, weren't you? Oh, sorry, one yeah. Uh, income. Yeah, yeah. So we, um, uh, the boys at the time were one and three, so they were babies. Wow. Um, I had stopped work to stay at home and raise them and we were on one income. Uh, so Tom was bringing in, he's an electrical supervisor, mm-hmm. so that's, you know, at the time that was um, clearing $1,250 a week. That was net. Yeah. So that's that's the amount of money, household income I had per week uh, to to use. Um, that's incredible. Yeah. And and with two kids, like kids yeah. are like money pits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and, and having to live and, and all your other expenses, I mean, how did yeah. you do it? Well, actually, to be honest, the, so with the kids being so young, one and three, that, that's a lot cheaper than what they are now. So mm. currently they are 11 and 9 now yep. and the, as the kids get older, it does. there's more expenses involved. You know, there's schooling stuff. There's a lot, um, a lot of money goes in activities. They do sports. They love soccer. So you're paying for mm. soccer season fees. Like So as they grow up, they do things get more expensive. They eat more, um, yes. you know, so <laughs> and they're boys, so they eat more. But um, so when they were little, um, I had no school fees. I had mm. no daycare fees. I had, they just, you know, um, it, it was, it was costing less, but at the same time, uh, I, I was at home with them, uh, which meant we didn't have that second income anymore. Mm. So with me making that decision to be home with them, we did lose that second income. Uh, so it was just Tom. So, uh, yeah, I, I had no idea how I was going to do it. I just know I wanted it so badly um, to, for you know, and why I wanted it mm. is like a whole other story. Yeah. But because I know so strong in me I wanted to work on this mortgage goal and be free from that debt, um, I set the goal without really knowing how I was going to do it because um, it didn't make sense. It made no sense to go for that goal but it was what my heart wanted so badly that I thought I'm just going to set it and go for gold and see how I go. It's incredible. And I know you and I spoke a couple of weeks ago and um, the underlying theme in, in all that you're doing is all about freedom. Yes, yes. Oh, so much. Um, I, I, I wanted to be free from the bank and owing the bank, yeah, and I wanted to be free from employers, mm. uh, but not, but not even just so much employers. Just um, being being locked into the type of work that I didn't want to be doing, mm. and um, sometimes employers also because I didn't always. Um, so some employers that I had worked for were difficult yeah so I didn't always enjoy working for certain people or certain companies uh but also just the job you know I I sort of knew if I did not have to carry the burden of debt if I if that was not in my life it gets me further away from being locked in or trapped in a job I don't want to do working for people I don't want to work for because I don't know the bank anything. Mm. Like, you know, so if I don't know the bank anything, I don't need to do anything over here with, you know, with the work and, you know, that sort of thing. So Mm. for me it was all interconnected and having the freedom from not being locked into any of that. And sometimes I can also associate it with being owned as well. Absolutely. Like when you owe some money or when you owe something to someone you you can feel owned well I did at the time and I didn't want to feel like I was owned by an employer who owned my time um or the bank who owned my money you Mm. know because because I had to pay that money back to them before I could use it to spend on myself and my kids my family so I didn't want to feel owned by um the you know the banks or work and yeah. 
So freedom was a huge motivator. Like it was all about freedom. It, you know, the mortgage, it, it wasn't about the mortgage. It was about freedom. And I bet it was the best feeling the day that you paid it off. Oh, Jesus. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it makes me want to cry thinking about it now. I was a pile on the floor, wow. you know, emotional, um, just it, because I had the, the goal was so charged with so much emotion for so long and that's, uh, that's what kept me going is that desire and to reach that goal. Um, it was that emotion. Um, yeah, it, it, yeah, it was huge. I know. Um, I know my mortgage is not that old. Um, I have a fairly new house, as as you know. Um, and um, I just um did you know you know how they give you the option to fix your rate and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. So I I did yeah. that because there's some much lower interest rates going on at the moment uh, over COVID, yeah. and yeah. so um. <laughs> They, they read out the statement to you and they say it's like 65 years and I was just like, I'm not sure I'll be here then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's, that's, the, that's the thing, like, you know, at the time that's what you're signing up for. When you go for a bank loan, you know, you sort of think 30 years, I don't even know what the, what the standard is now. It used to be 25 years. I think now it's 30 years you sign up for that loan. And I always sort of thought, that, Why? Why are you telling me it's going to take this long? Like, mm. why? I don't think I need this amount of time to pay it off. But mm. yeah, I, I. But I think sometimes it, uh, it can just be a given. Mm. People buy into that and go, "Oh, it's going to be the biggest debt I have in my life." Yeah, maybe it's going to take me thirty years to pay it off. But no, yeah. it doesn't. Yeah, I was exaggerating at sixty-five. It was only thirty-five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what it feels like, mm. though. That's what it feels like, uh, you know, because that's what for me at the time as well. If it was, t- if it was going to take me that long to pay off a mortgage, it meant I would be trapped for that amount of time mm. in a job, and it did feel like sixty-five. Years. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like when you don't want to be somewhere trapped, you know, it does feel like forever. Mm, absolutely, yeah. I, I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Now, um, now that you've reached that goal um, yeah. and are inspiring others to do the same, what's your what's your mission now? I want to be able to share what I've done with people. Uh, just, I want to be able to even just represent possibility to people to say you don't just have to buy into the norm mm. of uh, you know settling for it takes this amount of time to pay off your mortgage. You need to. Um, use your entire working life to to pay off your mortgage. The best your best years, you know, you're stuck paying off debt. You know, it doesn't it 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 so does not need to take that amount of time. So even just to be able to sh- show people or represent a, a different alternative mm. to people, so that they can see this uh, this example. Um, and hear my story and know about it and go, oh, okay, there, there's another way. Um, that's all really is just represent possibility. And then if people are interested in doing it, I because I've done it, mm. I, can, I can talk to them. I can share that knowledge and that wisdom and how I did it as well. Yeah, and every time I talk to you, I'm like, I, I so have to work with you. <laughs> now, I'm curious to know um, what your biggest lesson has been through this this money saving and, and, and money goals that you've had and also, you know, that you've seen in other people. What's probably been the biggest lesson that someone could take away from you in that goal? Um, I think the biggest lesson might be, just understanding that how you think and feel about something is everything. Mm. Because I've got no training in this. Also, I'm not a financial advisor. Mm. I'm not a maths whiz. I don't, I'm not the figures type, you know, this makes sense in figures. And like I just had a dream mm. and I just went full throttle towards that dream. And that's what got me further than any sort of mentally knowing and understanding the numbers. Um, yeah, 
So I think your your mindset, uh, your money mindset, your wealth mindset, your abundance mindset, your gratitude, um, just um, really understanding that there's a lot of energy mm. that that you can put into your a focus on something and your attention. And if you can learn how to feed, keep feeding that energy daily, you don't need willpower Mm. to keep working on this goal. You're feeding. It's energy. It's, um, it's excitement. It's desire. It's your dream. It's not, it's not paying off a mortgage. It's your, you're going after your dream. And, um, you know, as a lot of people say, and, and, you know, um, money is energy, um, effectively. And, um, you know, I know, um, when I've worked on the scarcity mindset and cleared that away, I've had more money than I've ever had before. And it just, you just attract the people that you need to, to help you reach your goal. And that abundance just flows. That's right. And I think so much of this stuff is unconscious as well. Mm. Like I'm not perfect with this stuff. I keep working on it. Like I need, for me to keep working on it and get more awareness or more awareness and unblock some more and uh, it then helps me to help others more mm. because I, because I'm, I'm not staying stagnant where I'm at. Like there's so much more for me to heal and clear and know and learn as well. Yeah. I just believe that I, um, because of my experience, because of what I've done, because of what I've achieved, I'm uh, quite possibly a little bit further ahead on the path than a lot of other people. So I can help because I've, I've already gone down that path so I can help, but I'm still on the path myself. Mm. I'm, I'm still learning and there's so much more for me to do as well, uh, especially when it comes to the shadow stuff, like the unconscious stuff. Mm. Um, like you said, scarcity. A lot of times we wouldn't consciously think or admit that we've got a scarcity mindset. Mm. We, we don't even know that. We're not aware. It's because we've inherited it. It's we've... We, we, um, might have grown up in a family that we've absorbed that sort of stuff because that was just how we grew up and it's not a good thing or a bad thing it's just it is what it is mm. um you know and it's just um us taking responsibility now so not putting any blame on anybody us as adults taking responsibility now to be able to say okay th- I want to um have have more awareness here what can I do to have more awareness around my money stuff my you know my unconscious stuff do I need to sit down and journal and just see what comes out do I need to go and see a healer do I need a few sessions do I need I I don't know shadow work which is working with the unconscious and the stuff you can't see Mm. um you know just or even just paying attention maybe choosing to pay a bit more attention with how am I spending my money how do I feel when I spend my money? Mm. You know, um, am I tense when I'm spending my money? Do I feel amazing when I'm spending my money? Like what? Yeah, just paying attention to how your feelings around money. And, and that's um, it. Yeah, a lot of yeah. us are quite unconscious. Uh, oh, literally, when we yeah. spend money, it's just like it's it's a habit that you don't even think yeah. twice about. And, yeah. you know, if you're not conscious about where where your money's going and where yeah. it's coming from, um, yeah. it gets really easy to get out of hand. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, that's what I'm all about is, like, there is no real right or wrong way to spend your money. Mm. I'm, I'm not a coach that's here to say this is, I've done it like this, yeah. so this is how it's done. I'm not you know, it worked for me like that because of what I wanted. Mm. But it also doesn't mean that everybody wants what I want. Everybody has their own version of freedom. My version of freedom was to have no money owing to anybody. That was my version of freedom, like no debts ever, like, you know, no mortgage, the mortgage completely cleared, no credit card debt, no car loan, no personal, nothing. That was my version of freedom. Um, but other people might have different a different version of freedom. Yeah. I, I don't know what that is. It's, you know, there's a, you know, billions of people on the planet, there's probably and all likelihood should be billions of different versions of freedom mm. on the planet. So it um, it really is about um, helping people to, to 
talk with them and help them to clarify what is your version of freedom? Mm. What do you really want? What do you really desire? Then once you find clarity around that, um, then you direct your money there mm. to, to get you what you want and to allow you to have what you want rather than just unconsciously, like you said, tapping into those that groove, mm. those habits of this is just what I do with my money and by the end of the week I don't even really know where it's all gone. Yeah. What if by the end of the week you've known that you've directed your money consciously to a cause uh, that is exactly what you want and mm. you're not there yet because it's going to take it's going to be a journey and it's going to take work and consistency and persistence but you're on that you're on your way. Um, it just makes you yeah your life just takes on a different sort of meaning yeah. because you feel you know you're moving towards what you want you're not just fluffing around like you know feeling stuck mm. and frustrated you're you're on your way to where you want to go yeah and you know as you were just saying before there's a lot of people who who say they've got money blocks or yeah. issues uh, with their their relationship with money um, yeah. based on what they've inherited or learnt or been conditioned by. Um, yeah. You know, for me, um, I did grow up with scarcity and it was hereditary as well. Um, yeah. I ended up bankrupt at the age of 23 um, and I have to say I'm in a far better place now than I was then and, yeah, uh, yeah like I said, scarcity no longer lives here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, you can actually turn things around. So, yeah. um, and I know when you're in the thick of it, it can feel like there is no out, but yeah. it is your mindset that gets you there. Yeah, yeah, uh, and your energy Absolutely. as well. Yeah. Yeah, and you can change, you know, you can change your mindset, you can change your energy, you can change your thoughts, you can change your feelings. They're all interrelated. They're all interlocked together. You can't just change one and then think the others aren't going to be affected. Mm. Um, you know, even just a lot of people work on gratitude journals daily. Mm. That's just focusing on the good stuff. Mm. You know, you're tra- you're wiring your brain. You're training your brain. You're lifting your energy. You're lifting your vibration that just by writing out a few things you're grateful for every day and meaning it like you've got to feel it in your heart not just writing it and going through the motions like you feel that in your body it's as simple as that if you choose to do that there's other ways you can do it but yeah really um starting with awareness Mm, um totally yeah yeah and just deciding do you want to shift your energy around it you know yeah making that decision so can you share with us um you know, people that you've worked with or that, you know, you've been in this group with, that the kind of yeah. goals that they've reached or that you've oh, worked yeah. on together? Yeah. So, so some of the women were paying off their mortgages quicker than I was. Wow. Um, I, I, like I didn't, I didn't uh, achieve the 140 in the 12-month time frame. It took me another year and a half to get there. Um, but, like, the, there were women who uh, were just so inspired, they thought, I'm just going to jump on board this train and mm. see, where, see, see where it goes. And they were paying off their mortgages quicker than me. Uh, having said that, though, um, like that was an amazing thing and I was there to support them and encourage them and tell them to go for it, but they were also in different situations. Mm. Um, uh, they had like a double income coming in um, which and, and higher incomes as well. Um, so, but that's, it's all good. We were there to, and we all understood that we we're in different situations. Some of the women in that group were single mothers. Mm-hmm. So they had a couple of kids that they were raising and they had like a part-time job. And then you had uh, me who had, you know, um, one income, but uh, we had family of four. And then you had uh, a couple of people that had like more than one income and and really high incomes, but we were all in there to support one another. Um, so yeah, people paying off their mortgages, paying off their credit cards, um, saving. Oh, one woman, amazing. She was younger, a lot younger than the rest of us, 
and um, she had no kids and she, uh, so her and husband were working, so two incomes coming in, and she ended up paying out her mortgage really quickly and then she had a goal the next year um, where she continued on with our group of buying and paying off an investment property in one year wow. and she did that, yeah, like a little <laughs> unit, like maybe a one-bedroom unit and then so they did that. She, so there's her freedom because she's got her um, pr- principal place of residence paid off. She's got an investment property paid off, uh, young couple, no kids. So they took off. They haven't stopped travelling. Wow. Um, she's been to over 60 countries. It's amazing because she's now got that the rental income of two properties. Mm. Um, so she's off. She's out of here. And that was amazing. She was part of the group. She's amazing. Um, and then... Like another, there's a lot of people who were on the sidelines and they weren't actually contributing with their figures or letting me know what they were doing. So I didn't even know they were there. Mm. And then next minute they'd pop in and say, oh, my God, I've been reading along and I haven't said anything, but this is what I've been doing in the in the wings. Um, so one family, what they did was they were inspired enough to say, money to take their whole family over to America because their kids were in some sort of martial arts or karate competition. Yeah. And he he was able to represent the country over in America. And um, she said without following the, the thread and my blog, they wouldn't have even entertained the idea that they could save that amount of money to get their whole family over there so that their kid could compete <clears throat> in a karate comp. Um, and I didn't know that. I yeah. didn't know they were working on that until she wrote in and said, hey, guess what? I haven't said anything so far, but this is what your blog or your thread has inspired me to do. Um, I just cried when I read that. I'm like, oh, I didn't know I was having this impact on people. It must and, feel so you know, rewarding. Yeah, it did at the time. Yeah. And it still does. It still gets me emotional because I didn't think I could have that impact on people. I wasn't even doing it on purpose. And <laughs> you know, and I and I was. I didn't know I could impact people like that. You got and I the- wouldn't have known. Had she not written in and let me know, I wouldn't have never have known because like I said, I didn't know she wasn't writing in on the blog, on the thread and saying this is what our goal is. Like mm. I didn't know. So I think there could be a lot of people that were reading along and inspired to do their own thing, but maybe they didn't have the time to contribute to the thread or to write in or didn't want to, but just took inspiration on the sidelines and did their own thing, but was was reading me and what I had to say. The energy of the thread was pumping. Yeah. But I um, intuitively knew. I didn't know how I knew, but I intuitively knew. I had to feed this thread with as much energy as I could because this is what was going to keep my goal going. Um, so that's I was spending so much time writing and talking to everybody in this manner. Yeah. So you've got the secret formula, and you didn't even realise you had it all along. <laughs> no. Yeah. Exactly. I didn't. I didn't know what what I was doing. Um, early on though, early on into it, I remember thinking, and I wrote it as well, something big is going on here. I don't know what it is, mm. but this is more than just a mortgage goal. I, something big's going on, but I don't know what, what it is, mm-hmm. but it felt bigger. So, and it was all the impact I was having with women and, and their families and their lives. I think, but um, they all, a lot of us need that inspiration. And I think that, that yeah. can just spark a wildfire. Well, yeah, and, you know, I, I remember I'm such a private person and this was in a forum where it was anonymous. I didn't have to use my own name. Mm. Um, and I remember wanting to set the goal and uh, writing the title and my and I was shaking mm. and I was nervous and I was anxious. My hands were shaking. Probably excitement but also they're going to, you know, they're going to think I'm a nut job. <laughs> like, you know, and and. I can say that I didn't care what people thought, but I did. You, you, you do care what people think, and and but I wrote it anyway. Oh my god, if they think I'm a, if a nut job, whatever. This is I want this so much, and I'm just going to write it down and go for it. So I didn't really know how it was going to be received, mm. and I was new. I was new to the group. I was new to the forum. Um, I'd never led another thread 
I was very, very new. So I really didn't know the audience and the group members mm. and I didn't know what I was in for. Um, but they were really supportive and then I was away Yeah. after that. So in your journey in paying off the mortgage, what do you reckon was your biggest challenge and how did you overcome it? Oh, um, I think because uh, it wasn't easy mm. um, and there were times I wanted to give up, give up and just stop. Yeah. Uh, we got about halfway through. We got about mid-year to the mid-year point and we were giving it everything. Like um, Tom was working and uh, I was trying to defend his income, you know, so strong with, you know, trying to stretch out, you know, how I would pay the bills and how mm. I would feed the family. And um, that to do it, to continue to do it to that extent, it it can get tiring. That sort of moving at that pace is not sustainable mm. for, for any length of time. And that's why I knew I was going to commit to it for 12 months and then after 12 months, if the goal wasn't achieved or if we still had some mortgage left, we were going to just kind of ease off and just kind of go at a more a, a pace that was more manageable. Mm. Um, uh, but, yeah, um, at points along the way, it got frustrating and because I wanted to be moving quicker. Yeah. And I, and but the you know, it was just such a massive goal. So there was frustration because I was working on such a massive goal. Um, and I did want to give up. And I nearly I nearly did. I'm sitting there, I remember having a conversation with Tom thinking, what are we doing? We don't need to go. We don't need to do this. Like, <laughs> but um and then I said, but, but we said we we're going to do it. We said we we're going to commit to 12 months. This We don't have to keep up this pace for the rest of our lives. We're, we're just going to give it our best shot for 12 months, see where we land at the end of it. And, yeah, so I think with the support of each other and also the support of the group, mm. um, we, we, didn't, we didn't give up. We just kept going. And once that happened, we pushed, that was a, you know, that was a limit we got to comfort zone mm. pushing on the edge of our comfort zone and once we pushed through that and um with the choice of not giving up we pushed through that and that we're up we're at a different level then it was like a, okay I don't know like a new space I don't know and then we're like okay I'm consciously choosing to keep going I've you know and this and this is where I'm at now okay I'm clear let's go and I don't know, it was like a renewed sense of purpose, a renewed sense of energy. It's like we're halfway through. Let's just keep going. It's so amazing so, that you've got, you know, you and Tom have been able to do that together so well. Um, yeah. I, I know most couples would probably kill each other after a year of trying to <laughs> save it that yeah. pace. Um, yeah. So, you know. Oh, he's amazingly supportive. Yeah. Um, and he, yeah, we both, it, it did get hard. And we did clash on a few things, um, but we worked through it and it was just that communication, mm. yeah, keeping up that communication. And that's it. it you, you're both working towards a common goal and it's a shared yeah. freedom for you both really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. It was for both of us. Mm. I mean, I was um, feed, feeding it with the uh, – it was my – dream mm. but then you know he was like yeah that that sounds cool who wouldn't want to mm. not not have to you know pay off the mortgage anymore so he bought into it as well and then yeah it was a common shared goal and um yeah just navigating our way through that together mm. was yeah and, and was no good. doubt there was probably a lot of compromise you had to make during that time as well yes mm. yeah I mean we weren't um like there was just things like I was cooking from scratch. We weren't, there was no takeaways. There was no eating out. There was no, you know, well, like entertainment that you'd pay for. I'm looking for all these free mm -hmm. things to do and to get the kids out and free activities in the local area. So it just sparked a lot of creativity of how can I maintain the lifestyle without impacting the whole family mm. too much, but just do things on the cheap or do things free 
Um, and it's just sparked so much creativity of how to approach how how I could do things in a way that we weren't ha- having to feel like we were s- sacrificing and compromising so much. Yeah, um, and that's, yeah. that goes with that mindset as well. And, you know, you've probably set yourself up really well for this pandemic we've just been through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that, well, there's no stress mm. really and, and that's the thing. So many people here just with the uncertainty, the level of uncertainty mm. now in the world with jobs and industries collapsing and all this, people don't know whether they're coming or going. Like they're working um, routines have changed or their work may have been greatly impacted or, um, uh, you know, just abruptly interrupted uh, and they've got no control over that mm. and it's causing so much stress, like so much stress um, and it's, yeah, like we, we, uh, we've always had that buffer mm. of just there's, there's enough money there and what it does provide is just to have that money there. Now that we've got no debt, we've got a stash of savings there. And it just, if anything was to happen to Tom's, our main income, mm. we've got, it's just, just cash flow. Mm. We've just got ready-made cash flow because it's there waiting. Like, um, so if our cash flow is interrupted, it's just, it's, it's, there's no stress. And like, that's for me, that's another form of freedom. Yeah. Like that's more freedom for me. That's our, our, when we talk about money being energy, that's stored energy. Mm. That money, that stash of money in the bank, that's stored energy. Mm. That's previous, uh, you know, going out to work and earning the dollars and trading your time for money. That's mm. all takes energy. That's your life energy. You're going to work every day to earn that money. It's all stored energy sitting there in the bank. Um, and it takes the pressure off. It takes the stress away um, and uh, I've, I've always felt that that's important because um, I don't, yeah, I just, I want to have that freedom. Mm. So I think if, if people had like even a small emergency fund or, you know, a little backup fund, whatever you want to call it, if it's uh, a couple of thousand dollars or even if it's three months worth, mm. Like just say you had three months worth of living costs sitting in the bank, um, that buys you time. That buys you a bit of space. Mm. It buys you back your sleep at night. Yeah. Um, you're not you're not stressing in bed going, oh my god, I've got no money. I'm living payday to payday. And what if my job goes, you know, tanks? Like what if my industry tanks? What if I've got, you know, what am I going to do? Mm. I got. It's too much stress. Yeah. And there's too many things out of your control. Um, so for me, I sort of see you just have a little bit of money there. It buys you some time to sort out your head, to sort out your feelings and your emotions and go, okay, look, I'm covered for three months. We can pay everything we need to pay for three months and in that time I'll figure out what our next move is. Yeah. So that's and, how I see that. And I've been in that situation before where I've been made redundant and then gone, oh, my God, what am I going to do now? And it was just when yeah. I um, – signed on the house and I was like my god what do I do now um but I actually gave myself three months um and I was okay and I found another job hated that then when I found another one (laughs) so you know to have that flexibility and that security um that if you do need to make a change you can and that you're not going to sacrifice yourself um as part of it but yeah I think uh, I really love your analogy of that stored energy and I think if yeah. people can just change the way they think about it, yeah. they'd probably value it a lot more. Well, it's you supporting yourself. Mm. Like because you don't know what's going to happen in life. Mm. Like when life happens, you know, and, you know, things go pear-shaped and, you, do, you, do, you know, it's out of your control, you've got a stash of support, if you want to call it. Yeah. Don't take the word money away. Yeah. You've got support sitting in the bank and you've put that support there for yourself in the future for when life happens. Like, yeah, to me that just makes sense. To me that gives me my freedom. It's It all comes back to freedom. It's that word um, money, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's highly emotional. Like for people, there's a lot of emotions around money. Yeah. But, um, I think there's a lot of stuff you're not even aware of that you think about in relation to money, but it's highly emotional because uh, I don't think there's anybody on the planet who's neutral mm. to 
money and the feelings around money. Um, and I, I don't think, I honestly don't think there's anything good or bad. It really is just being aware of what do I think about money? What are my feelings about money? What stories have I bought into about money? Mm. What do I tell myself about money? Yeah, and it's you know it's incredible how much it sticks with you and you don't even realise it. Yeah, mm. yeah. But even me now too, I, you, you, you catch yourself. Mm. You know, it's, it's, it's never ending. It's just uncovering more awareness and more awareness and more awareness and that's going to happen until the day I die. Like that doesn't stop. It's just it's just becoming more and more aware. Um, yeah, that, and that's just not even about just money. It's yeah. everything. It's, yeah. it's your life, you know. So, so I'm curious, what uh, what goal are you going for at the moment? Oh well, um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm saving ten. We're working on ten thousand dollars in ten weeks. Wow. And um, I, but, I, but I always set a stretch goal. So I set the normal goal and then I set a stretch goal. So the, the original goal is 10K in 10 weeks, but the stretch goal is let's go for 15K in 10 weeks. So we'll <laughs> see how far I get. And the reason is like so this money, um, the, other, the other big thing too is to have a purpose for the money because mm. if there's not a purpose for it, it's like, well, why are you going to save so hard? Like it's mm. nice to know where the money is going to be directed, what you want to do with it when you're working on something. So this is either to, um, this money is either going to go towards uh, buying a new car mm-hmm. um, because one of my rules is I just, I don't go into debt for a car. Like yeah. I won't go and get a car loan. Um, I will pay for it in cash. So um, it's either just going towards buying a new car, mainly because the cars I drive around in are they're, they're 10 years old by the time I get to them, by yep. the time I buy them. And the last couple of services I've taken my car in for, it's, it's costing about $1,000 just to just to have the thing running. Mm. Um, so it's an old car, like it's a little 20-year-old car, and it's just starting to cost too much to ser- keep servicing and maintain. So I thought, well, you know, it can go towards a new car or, if it's, I can hang on to my car for a bit longer. Uh, the other thing that we, uh, it could, this money could potentially go towards is um, a house. So we were either going to upgrade the house by just selling here and buying another house or um, like uh, doing a renovation here. Yeah. Um, yeah, we just sort of feel like we've outgrown the house now as it is, as the boys get older. It's, mm. It'd be nicer just to have uh, a little, a bit bigger. A, yeah. bit, a bit more space, um, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's the purpose of the money goal at the minute. It's either house or car, so yeah. you can go to either one of those. So it's, that's going to help. Um, and yeah. I've, I've been watching you on Instagram with a thousand dollars a week. I'm like, oh my god! Like, and you're ticking it off yeah. every week. And yeah, I know when we recently spoke, I was I was a bit inspired because I'm actually looking at getting a new car next year. And I was like, well, I could probably save most of the money for that by the time I'm ready to buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, I, well, the main reason why I can do it is because we're servicing no debt and yeah. I've drilled the costs down so much. that. And also, like I, I've mentioned on Instagram as well or Facebook, I can't remember, I don't save like this all the time. Like mm. I'm, I don't go at this pace all the time. But when I slip back into it, if I set a goal, I'm like, well, this is what I'm going to do. It's like riding a bike. Yeah. It really is like a finely tuned savings machine. I don't know what I can slip back in because mm. I've been here, like I've, I did this pace for a year and um, I, I haven't even really done this pace since that year. Um, I've keep saving but yeah. I haven't, you know. I can slip back into it easy because the costs are drilled down uh, over years, like I haven't all done it overnight. Like mm. Over the years, I've I've learned how to get the costs down. Um, the money is not having to be directed towards paying off any sort of loans. So we, we get the income coming in. It's like, oh, I'm going to save 70, 80, 90% of this and and get to my goal quick. And then, yeah, that, that's that's how I can do that is just because of, I've I've drilled the costs down mm. over the years. Yeah. And, and that's incredible. And the other cool thing about not servicing debt is you're not yeah. paying dead money on in- interest. Yes. Because you're just drinking yeah. water, really, aren't you? Yeah. Mm. Well, that's another thing. It used to, 
I, don't, I think I had physical reactions to that. I didn't like having to pay so much interest to the bank. Mm. If I was just paying back the principal, then I'd be, okay, yeah, like I'm just paying back the money that was not mine in the first place. But when you throw interest on there, mm. it makes me feel a little bit sick. Like, <laughs> like, like I have a physical reaction. Yeah, I never liked the thought of paying interest. Uh, it does make you feel like you're throwing your money in the bin or mm. lighting fire to it like you, yeah. So that's the other thing. The quicker you pay off your mortgage, the less of that extra money that you're working hard to earn, we'll sit, and that's another money thing, you're working hard to make money. It's 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 the stories that you tell yourself about mm. money. Um, so just even being aware of what you're saying when you're talking about money. Yeah. Uh, I have had this belief a lot for a long time that you have to work hard to earn money. Um, and I think that's where this fits in when I think, well, if, you're, if I'm having to pay so much interest to the bank, I've got to work hard. Mm. Tom's got to work hard. We've all got to work hard to to pay the bank back the money but then pay them all this interest and I don't like that. I mm. don't, that doesn't wash well with me. That makes me feel sick. So, yeah. Yeah, so that all lends to that freedom, I think, uh, like you were talking yeah. about. Now, yeah. if people want to find out more about you, where can they go? Uh, so I have uh, the website is www.lauramcdonald.com.au uh, and then I've got a blog on there. Mm-hmm. So there's a few blog articles there that people can read. Uh, and then I'm on Instagram at uh, Laura McDonald Money Coach mm-hmm. on Instagram. I've got Facebook as well and I've started a Facebook group, just a free Facebook group. It's called the Freedom Collective. Um, yeah, so if there's people in there that we can just have conversation about money and open up that dialogue and, yeah, so there's the, the Facebook group going on as well. I think I'm going to join that group. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to ask you the, the big question, uh, Laura. Yeah. What's the change you'd like to see in the world and how can we bring it to life? Um, I would I would like to see more consciousness I think because um the way we spend our money just pretty much just reflects our level of consciousness Mm. I, I, I think so like the way things are set up now there's a lot of power associated with money Mm. and a lot of aggression and a lot of kind of win-lose scenarios when it comes to money and that's just that's just our consciousness like on the on the planet you know so I think you know money how we direct it and how we spend it and and how we can circulate it really just reflects the level of consciousness of humanity so I think you know money can be used to promote connection Mm. and relationships and good good in the world abundance we share the abundance um but I think we need like people need to shift their consciousness first before that starts to reflect in the world so really you know, if I can just help people bring a little bit more awareness to how they spend their money um, and how they direct their money and then, you know, people are becoming more aware in that way, they're becoming more conscious, more heart-centred, the money is going to be circulated in a different way on the Mm. planet. And I believe eventually, well, that can then lead to more balance more equality, more respect just for every human on the planet, um, just more d- deeper respect for one another. Um, yeah. Wow. I think we need you in politics. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. i politics. Oh, you know what? I, um, I read a book years ago and you've probably heard of it and it's called The Richest Man in Babylon. Yeah. And um, they talk a lot about abundance in that. And it's um, all around the more you give, the more you'll get back. Yeah. Um, and yeah. it's that exchange of energy. Um, yeah. If you um, just freely give, yeah. it's going to come back to you in so many ways. Yeah. Yeah. And also, 
give, being able to be in a position where you can give without expecting anything in return. That's it. Mm. Because because otherwise you're energetically connecting things into that and it's you're tying yourself, you know, to, mm. you know, I'm going to give this and then secretly I expect this from this person but I'm not going not to say it but that expectation is sort of there and that's, that starts to get a bit yucky energy, yeah. you know. But if you can just give from the heart, and say this, I'm just giving this, and then there's you don't need anything or want anything or expect anything in return, and it's just a clean, clean giving. Mm. Oh, it's just yeah, that's yeah, that's how you need to do it. I think. Yeah, and it does work. Yeah, yeah. Laura, I have to thank you for being a part of the ethical evolution. Thank you. And uh, we're going to join you in your Facebook group at the Freedom Collective, and. Uh, I look forward to um, working with you soon. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks, Mindy. Thanks for listening to the Ethical Evolution podcast. If you're an ethical business owner, change maker or holistic healer who's determined to make a change in the world and you need support to spread your message, visit ethicalchangeagency.com to collaborate. Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here, and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, the Spanish remixes, out now on Electric House Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.